0: No matter where you go, like, as far as you can see, still can't escape from me. We in the black sea. No matter where you go, as far as you can see, still can't
1: escape from me. We living in the black sea. No matter where you go, in far as you can see, still can't escape from me. On top of the world now. Thank you for joining me for episode number 17, Race and Astrology. We have a special guest today. But before I get started, I wanted to welcome Claudia back. was absent for the uh microphone check show how you been claudia
2: pretty good pa very happy that mercury's not direct
1: (laughs) and uh, (laughs) as someone whose chart who uh is mercury dominant uh it's a uh, good thing yes it's a
2: good day for a podcast
1: yes it is uh before we get started uh one thing for anybody who's living in the atlanta area Today's show is brought to you by Road Ready Mobile Oil Change. If you live in the Atlanta area, hit my boy Dave up. Uh, he will come to you, change your oil while you're chilling in the house. You can hit Dave up at Dave84 at git slash rollready.com or 770 882 5011 Now. With all the stuff going on with the George Floyd stuff and all the protests and the Black Lives Matter, uh, race is really at the forefront. And I saw this brother posting some stuff and it caught my eye, so I reached out to him and uh, I asked him if he could come on and chop it up with me for a little while. His name is Ever Reese. Uh, Hello, Reese, how you doing?
3: Peace, peace. Reese
1: is... Is with uh, Cosmo Physics? Correct. All right. Uh, who is Evarice?
3: First and foremost, I am a human being. I am a person who is interested solely in uh, raising my own vibration and raising the vibration of others around me. I am a cosmophysician that isn't a certain t- uh, astrologer out of the school of cosmophysics cosmophysics means as above so below within without uh i follow the astrological teachings of the grand cosmocrat Ra'aku, the cosmophysician and for the last about almost 15 years i've set out to educate people about the Cosmophysics School of Astrology, but particularly black people, uh, young black people and black women uh, who I feel have a lack of not a true understanding of astrology and its place in life and how they utilize it to that benefit. So I want to make sure that they're properly educated in a system of astrology that they can immediately benefit from. All right. Where'd you grow up? Baltimore, Maryland.
1: Uh what religion was you indoctrinated into?
3: Christianity, a little Islam, a little Judaism. You was born into Christianity? Yeah, I born to a family where we had Christians, Muslims, uh Jews, and Moors. So what did which one did you originally just uh my grandma was, uh, what do you call that? Baptist, Christian, mm-hmm. my dad, Muslim.
1: Which one did you, which one was you feeling more? The Christian <laughs> or
3: the Muslim? It don't matter, I bounced between both households. So, you know, oh, when, I, when, oh. I, when I was at my grandmom, I went to church, when I was with my dad, I had to do salat, so. <laughs> mm, was, how was that on the psyche? Um, for a kid, you know, it pissed me off because <laughs> uh, you're always under a different discipline. You know, a different set of rules. You got to remember those rules and who you're dealing with. So, but as I got older, you know, it became very easy to balance and then, in a sense, manipulate. Uh,
1: do you still do you subscribe to any one of them now? Um,
3: that's a tricky question. What I will say to you is that i believe there's one creator i believe that that Creator has manifested in a multiplicity of entities so christianity in a sense is right islam in a sense is right judaism in a sense is right buddhism in a sense is right so i subscribe to high morality and when Whatever high morality you can take from those religions, that is what I subscribe to. I like
1: that answer. It's an interesting answer. I got a, I got a question for you. Yes. How long did it take you to get to that answer? <sighs> Coming, being, bouncing back and forth from... Around the age of 23. Family, 23? Now, was that your introduction into astrology? no I
3: I was interested in astrology since a kid because I've always been interested in mythology um when what, you imagine, when is, what was your start into
1: astrology what was your comic first...
3: books I, I read Comment. comic books uh when I was little I was seven years old and I read Conan the Barbarian in Conan the Barbarian uh uh age of Conan comic book they talked about astrology and then I went and got real astrology books. It was called Walden bookstores back then. Uh, mm. I went to the Walden bookstore read real astrology books and mythology books. I am a comic book writer as well. So those things interest me. Mythology, the gods, the stories, you know, the parables and the, the holy books and things of that sort, the prophets and then their stories and the heroes that was in those stories. I was very much interested in, whether it be Samson, Hercules or whomever. Um so I read a lot. Uh, I read about witchcraft. I read about uh anything that had to do with the supernatural or the occult. Uh, but I didn't get into it, meaning so to practice any of these things so I was after the Can age of 23. Can I ask yes. you a
1: question? Uh knowing growing up in 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 one of those systems, uh, mm-hmm. I know we taught to fear. Yes. So how did you get into the occult stuff uh being into you know coming out of that school of thought?
3: It was comic books. And then my grandmom like, oh, I don't like that one. That looks like the devil. And you know, throw my comic book away and I would get it out the trash. And so it was that, you know, like being a rebellious kid who told me I can't do it. I'm gonna do it even more. And my dad's side was like, oh, that's not proper. That's not what Muslims do. Oh yeah, as soon as he turns his back, I was <laughs> doing it. So it was the rebelliousness within me that kept me driven towards those things. Aquarian now, energy?
2: Um, say again? Aquarian energy?
3: I have Oranos oh, or Uranus. Mm-hmm. I do have it in uh, Libra in a stellium with a whole bunch of other planets the Sun, Mercury, and Pluto. Very nice. <laughs>
2: Very interesting.
3: Uh, it does oppose my moon in Aries. So, you know, when it came to my, per- my parental guidance, I did outright rebel against it.
1: Yeah. Uh, was, was that pointing to your moon yeah yes <laughs> uh, uh you you mentioned uh what was your first branch of a,
3: astrology that you uh jumped into the, the around the age of 23 i got this book called the only astrology book you'll ever need yeah i got it too <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> all right and that's what I really got serious with, when I started. Okay, this is a rising sign, this is a moon sign. Things I didn't know. I just knew about my sun sign, which is Libra, I didn't know about the rising sign and the moon sign. I, you know, didn't know about you know your time of birth. And back then, they didn't have software programs, so I had to use an ephemeris to try to find my uh, time of you know my uh, rising sign, which, based on my uh, birth certificate, Cancer would have been the ascendant. And I kept reading it, you know, and I had my girlfriend. I was trying to read her, you know, and my friends. And you know, at the time, I was like I said, I was heavily into starting to create my own comic books and writing and strategy started to influence that. You know, I started to put some of that stuff into my are writing. Are you are you an artist of some type? I'm not a I'm not a visual artist, I wish. Uh I am a literary artist. I can write anything but i prefer to write science fiction fantasy and action
1: oh well, well when you said comic book i thought you might have been like an illustrator no i pay artists to,
3: to uh, draw my comments but i have a comic oh. book right now called starfall you know so you uh, write the story say again you write the story just I, I i create the ideas the characters and i write the story huh interesting
1: uh interesting not, uh, i have someone that's listening uh that probably uh really interests her as well
3: well yeah it it was funny because I kind of went away from it but later when I became an astrologer I went back to writing comics because now I actually use astrology to write the comics I literally think of an idea and pull the birth time of the chart and write the story according to that chart nice well
2: well in
1: all actuality uh isn't that where all the stories come from anyway (laughs) yes (laughs) yes <laughs> uh, so uh you started off with uh that book and then you went to what
3: uh like i said i dabbled and i kind of i kind of leaned toward numerology and i started studying numerology and practicing it then i met um, what is his name Ooh, good friend of mine he's a numerologist and uh his name is slipping my tongue right now but he's a black numerologist uh came with a book called Numerology Now, came there and it blew me away. And I started to practice it more and more. Then around around the same time, maybe a year later, I met a young lady on what we would call it, Facebook back No, MySpace back then. Yeah. My Space, yeah. Right? MySpace. <laughs> now you're dating and- yourself, brother. <laughs> and and the young lady, you know, was an artist and I was trying to get an artist for this comic book idea that I had. And she says, well, I'm not really that type of artist, but I know somebody you're looking for. This guy's really great. And he's into uh, metaphysics like you I think you'll get along. Um, and she introduced me to Ra Akul. Cool. And I talked to him on the phone and I came to pick him up one day from College Park Subway in my, in my truck. And he got in and I had a numerology. Remember that book, Numerology for Dummies? Yes. Okay, so he had that book, uh, Numerology for Dummies. Um, you know, and he looked at it and said to me, he said, uh, So you can read? You're reading? And I was like, Yeah, I can read. You know, wow, 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 wow. He said, Well, read me. And i was like, oh, What's your name? How you spelling? What day you was born? And blah, blah, blah. And I began to read him, right? So he said, wow, you're pretty good. You're good with numbers, huh? I was reading him with numerology and he said, you're pretty good uh, with numbers. Let me read you. I was like, oh, you're a too? Yeah, he just started reading me. and It blew my mind because I'm like, well, I didn't give you my name. I didn't give you my birthday. No, he just started reading me. and I said, so he started saying say some things about me and he said some very personal things that I know about three people in the world would know, literally. And I said, hold on, hold on a second, bro. Well, do you know me from somewhere <laughs> and you know because of my background how i grew up in um baltimore i was very skeptical of him and I, and I started to have fear of who he was i thought my past was catching up to me um and he looked at my blood apartment he says you have a gun in that gun compartment don't you he said he said but don't grab it i don't know you like that i'm just reading you are a virgo rising and i said and he when he said that I said, I'm not a Virgo rising. I'm a cancer rising. He said, No, you're a Virgo. I can tell by your face. I can and he started describing the scar on my face and da, 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 and all this kind of stuff. And and I would he kept reading me. So that night we went to the young ladies' place. He read my script for my comic book. He says, Hmm, okay, I'll draw your comic book for you, but you have to become my student in astrology. And I said, Nah, I'm cool. And I got my new rising thing going on. He says, Okay, well you play chess right i said yeah he said okay and i had beaten him one time in chess he said if i can beat you 10 times in a row you can be my student and i said oh fuck yeah you ain't gonna beat me bro i'm a chess champion yeah. and he beat me 10 times in a row and i became his student
1: mm. so ah. and, and and that was your uh introduction into cosmo absolutely um and he began to and teach your mentor me. and your mentor's name is Ra cool all right.
3: And he began to teach me the basics. The first thing he taught me was called the annum, and then the diurnal and then the motions of the earth, the mathematics. And then he would take me out on the subway in DC on the bus. And he would just randomly come to people and start reading them. And everything they was saying to him was yes, 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 yes. And he was just doing it. Just rocking up to anybody. You. This, this is nothing. This. this is your problem. You have this. You just did this. Blah, blah, blah. And people like, who are you? Are you psychic? He's like, nah, I'm not a psychic. And he was just doing it in front of me. He was showing me his skill. So once I was convinced, uh, he started to teach me. And then he gave me another reading about a tragedy about to happen in my life. It came to pass exactly on the day and the time he said it would. Um, I remember I cried. And then I threw my Bible away. Hmm. I threw my Quran away. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Why did you do that? Because none of that made any sense anymore. I have been looking for that all my life. You know, I've just been looking for that all my life. And the fact that I could do it myself blew my mind that someone could teach me that blew my mind. I didn't have to uh, be in anyone's church or mass jazz. You know, I didn't have to bow down and uh, sacrifice my pride, uh, my moral structure and values. Uh, and I had the power at that moment to make my own spiritual rules. So hmm. I did. I seized, I seized the opportunity, carpe diem. I seized the day.
1: All right. I, I was gonna save this for my last question of, of the night for you but it seems like it's a perfect time to answer it. I actually kn- this now. What has astrology done for you?
3: It has made me a better human being first and foremost. It has made me a great father, uh, a phenomenal science fiction, comic book writer, uh, a teacher and it has allowed me to do something that I thought I would have to join, like the civil rights movement, or some type of movement to do, or some type of church or religious organization to help change people's lives, help me change lives. Huh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you used that
1: word, uh, join, which leads me to why I uh, reached out to you. Because I read a paper that you wrote 11 years ago. It was called, what uh, is it was called? Racism Unmasked or "or Racism in Astro- Astrology
3: of Racism. It was two of them. It was part one and part two. Part one is Cosmophysics uh, Racism Unmasked. And the part two is called Race and Astrology. All right. Now, in part one... Uh, what led up to part one? Racism in astrology. (laughs) Um, I was so enthusiastic about Cosmophysics and how I was being taught and the accuracy of it. I wanted everybody to know about it. Um, funny thing, my mentor said, the reason he taught me is because everyone thought he was crazy and he wanted other people to go crazy with. I began to adapt (laughs) that, uh, I begin to adapt that mentality because the better I got astrology, the more isolated I became from my family, from my friends. No one knew what I was talking about. I saw astrology and everything, I just pop out and say, oh hell, Mars is rising now. Look at all the fire trucks around. Look at the police. Look at the action going on. You know, and people look at me like, he gone crazy. But I am just observing the heavens in motion, you know, live astrology. They didn't understand that. So I became isolated. And for a person like me, a Libra, I need people around
1: uh how so, did you how did your family accept your diving into astrology um <laughs>
3: uh,
1: probably like mine they think i'm
3: they think i'm crazy um mm. <laughs> yeah my grandma leaves <laughs> the devil
1: claudia what is your fam? how did your family think about you
2: diving into astrology yeah the same i mean that's kind of we're basically plagued by that aren't we Like when. Those, those of us that practice astrology, like, we basically become the black sheep of any sort of community we're in, because it's so out there.
3: And that was hurtful to me, because I was a Libra, and I was very popular. I had lots of friends, lots of groups of friends. And so, what I began to do is go online, seek that companionship online, outside my mentor. He was the only person that I could talk to. And when he wasn't available, no one to talk to. My girlfriends were like, uh... Uh, uh. so you know so it became almost like when i was dealing with a woman we weren't having sex or being a romantic then they had no use for me because all i want to do is talk about astrology all day we, i want to read them read dick their family everything so i began to go online to the online groups and at this time facebook was just starting to really pick up mm-hmm. i used to go to myjournal.com everybody heard of that I used to go on there and, and they had these groups, these astrology groups, and I was like, oh man, astrologers, and I got up in the groups and everyone's talking, and then I started talking cosmophysics. physics. Now you have to understand something, I am not a traditionally trained astrologer. So I didn't know the nomenclature for traditional astrology. physics is a little different because we emphasize a certain d- different things. Like we emphasize field studies. You know how I was saying we were going on the bus and we were just straight reading people, right or wrong, just doing it at practice? That is a sharpened and short technique. We were taking the black conscious idea of show and prove and putting that in astrology. If we couldn't prove it, we didn't talk about it. If it was provable, we kept it. And so we gained an eclectic system of astrology, which we, we call it Cosmophysics, and start branding it the Do of astrology. Because we want not use techniques that you can't use. We, and we could start to calculate in our mind the sun degree, the planet's degree, the motions, and without the software. So a cosmophysician is a walking, living, breathing software and ephemeris. And uh, I demonstrated that last night with my students with me. Yeah. That's why I said I wanted you to see that they don't need software to calculate your sun degree, where it's at, where the sun is now, where it'll be at 30 days, so it'll be sextile in your sun, da-da-da-da-da, and all these other things. So, I wanted to spread that. And when I got into these groups, the first thing I met was a lot of elitists. Before, before I met the racists, I met the elitists. Oh, you know, the way you're doing it, that's wrong. We learned this way, you have to join the UAC, you have to spend $2,500, for dollars these, for dollars these, for these programs, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I met some nice people too. One day, a nice astrologer said to me, I went to Silver Spring, Maryland, to an astrology conference where there were only three black people there. And two of those black people were in their eighties. I was the only, only black person, young person there. And I went there and started face reading people. You're this, you're is this, that, and blowing their mind. So the woman pulled me aside. She said, Where did you learn that? I said, Oh, my mentor gonna be here in an hour and he'll tell you cosmophysics. And, and I was telling her how I was really looking for a sponsor to get into the UAC or one of these official astrology clubs to learn their techniques and she said don't you do it she says everything you just did you are everything they are gonna teach you you already know you'll be spending thousands of dollars for nothing you just did something that 80 percent of the people here cannot do and they've been studying astrology for over 20 years she said don't you do it and she encouraged me not to go into those traditional societies and she was she's pretty big time in her own you know in, in those you know groups herself mm-hmm. so you know, I just went online to start posting my stuff and what I was learning and I started attracting more people, but I started attracting a lot of haters who come and say, hey, you know what you're talking about. And we've never heard of that. And who is a raw a cool? You know, he's not an Alan Leo. He's not a Luella George. He's not a man Blavatsky, you know, <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> all these different people were downing us. And so I started to feel... It's not because I'm bringing something new. It's kind of because I'm a black guy and I'm bringing something new. And I got into some confrontations with some uh, white astrologers who proved that, that, you know, like, you know, you think you're coming here, you know, and you're black and eyes in astrology. You can't do that. You know, or you are talking about astrology and racism. You can't do that. Astrology is a higher science. So, you know, you can't equate to racism. But it baffled me because they were using astrology for sex. Mm
2: hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. So, and I was like, you can't do that. So I kind of backed off, and I got deeper into my astrology with raw cool. And I started using cosmophysics for sex. I'm like, oh, I'm going to see if I can have sex with this woman. Get her chart, find where her Mars and her Pluto and her Venus is. Triangulate that. Mm-hmm. Mars is going. Mars is going to get her horny. Pluto is going to finish her off and get and have her orgasm. And I was so my. My, as they say, my hit rate went from whatever percent I was at to 110. Shit. Straight up. And then I started, well, I'm going to start getting women out of my lead. 110. So the Raw pulled me aside and said, hey, I like that you're doing what you're doing because you're testing it, but you're using it for sex. And I'm not going to teach you any further until you stop because I can't have that because it's karmatic. And you're my student. And I am gaining karma for you doing that. I was about to say, isn't that
1: kind of, wouldn't that, Astrology can be dangerous in the wrong hand. Oh, it's dangerous.
2: It is, it is, though. It, it is dangerous.
1: Dope. So I stopped that. You gotta really realize what you messing
3: with because. Yeah. Uh, so I stopped it. But before I stopped it, I was able to at least uh, chronologize a lot of what I did. And I turned it into a blog called Sex to Astrology, which is still online. I mean, pop. So it, all that stuff is true. I literally tested out every rising, every every sun sign every moon side. I was, you know, I was going in with Law f-
1: call again.
3: Uh sexual astrology the dirty dirty part 1. All right. The
2: dirty dirty, I like that.
3: The dirty dirty part 1. Um I did four of them, but I only published one. The dirty dirty part 1. I did uh astro poly life uh by poly astrology. I did uh is, Wait, um, is that about uh the polyamorous uh lifestyle? Yeah. I did that. Open open relationships and polyamorous uh, lifestyle. I did uh, astrology. I did the astrology of uh, LGBTQs. No I, would, no, I called it queer astrology back then. Cosmophysic and queer astrology. I did that um, because I started to read so many people for free, by the way. I read people from 2010 to 2000 and uh... Fifteen for free online. I, I did the same thing as I was driving around doing this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, and and I was doing that too. I was reading people in my Uber. Yeah. I have a video. I have a video called the Uber Astrology where I do it live. Like, oh, watch this phone, put it on. And I'm reading the guy. I think he's Leo rising behind me, but I was driving Cancer Sun, and I'm reading him. Uh, you know, live. And so I started doing all that stuff. Rob wanted me to get off the sexual astrology things because. He wanted to build a brand at this point, mm-hmm. and I was his main recruiter. I would go out and find a young up-and-coming astrologist who was sharp in mind and pull them into Cosmophysics, teach them for free the basics, and put them on our blog talk radio show called Cosmophysics Show, which was a three hour show, which I had a format. I give you an hour of uh, astrology and news and uh, an astrology lesson. Then I bring my guests on, astrologer or metaphysic physician. Then after that, I give you an hour of people calling in and I read you. And me and my guests, or me and my cosmophysics students or my mentor would read you or my cosmophysics contemporary, because now all of them were my students. They were raw students. Um we would read people for three minutes apiece. We only had three minutes apiece to read everybody. Boom, boom, boom. We just what? get mad calls and we shut the whole thing this? down. What year was this around what year? all the cosmos physics show. I think that was around 2013, 14, 15, it lasted for like three years. We were on a different networks we on the Child Network, uh, the Ringtone Network, uh a bunch of you have to look that up, just type in Cosmophysics Blog Talk. You should come mm-hmm. up. Uh but uh it's a it's plenty of shows. Uh me, Christian Littles, Maku Moon, uh uh Ra Aku. You know his students and that's what we did and i designed the show to follow the sun so you know like if i was doing the show now it would be about cancer all month it was every other sunday so you get two shows on cancers i probably do one about you know the feminine energy and the other one i do about parenting or you know commodities whatever you know whatever cancer yeah. oriented energy yeah. um and it was fun but we got to learn a lot because the lot of those live readings at the end of the hour yeah that was the best part so so but so this
1: was this pod, the uh show was after this paper and you was and you was uh coming around up around like,
3: 2013 i believe yeah my son was about to around it 2012 summer 2012 up until 2013 i split from cosmophysics. physics um i had as 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 you grow you bump in i'm head yeah. with my mentor and allow After that other...
2: went into Pisces.
3: <laughs> my other uh contemporaries felt i was too uh forceful and too demanding and the things i wanted especially in the show and so uh i felt they were all turned against me you know whatever mm-hmm. so i split from them that year of my own i grew phenomenally um i developed uh my own technique or my own tradition of astrology I call conceptual astrology during that time. It was a time where I felt lost about cosmic physics. So I said, well, what can I do? Because I can't give astrology up, but I'm lost. So I went back to something I love, writing, comic books, fantasy. I started mm-hmm. role-playing, playing D&D and Vampire the Masquerade again. And and, I think fourth edition Dungeons and Dragons was out. I started role playing again and I went back to writing comic books and I was really heavily into Carl Jung and the hero's journey. And then when I found out Carl Jung was an astrologer and he wrote some astrology books I started reading it. And I started getting into esoteric astrology and Vedic astrology and, you know, expanding my different astrological preview outside of Cosmophysics. And I started meeting mentors and people in those. You know genres who were exchanging information and teaching me things and i was teaching them things from a cosmophysics perspective and i grew so um wait, so wait this is
1: this is when you develop conceptual astrology yes now are you still a conceptual astrologer absolutely with inside of cosmophysics yes i'm a cosmo conceptualist hmm and a wordsmith
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's all those libra planets though
1: i like that word uh, uh, I, I see the word play uh, so i uh, so, uh, uh, i heard you mention conceptual astrology that's why i yeah. want to make sure. so
3: i begin to develop that and uh i i develop a technique within conceptual astrology called opening the lotus you know the zodiac is a 12 pedal lotus each sign is connecting to the other sign. So whatever, su- whatever subject matter, theme or a concept or idea you're thinking of, the the zodiacal energy that's most prominent with it, you put to the ascendant that becomes the subject matter. And you open the of pedal by pedal, house by house, sign by sign, you read the generalities and the connections of that idea. So for instance, I'll give an example, just a really brief example. Leo is equated to the sign. Children. I mean, children is equated to the zodiac Leo. If we study the anatomy of the sign Leo by opening the lotus, Leo is at the ascendant. It means children, children's subject matter. Leo is the sign of unconditional love, playfulness, uh childishness, the the, the divine child and such and such. That's Leo in the first, because children project without unconsciously their their divine, their divine self always right and so then as a Leo is the sign of Virgo and Virgo is in the second place the second house normally represents what we eat what we chew you know say our values and some things uh, our morals well a child you can't eat you, you can't just feed a child anything so you have to be very specific what you feed a child and that's Virgo in the second Virgo is the sign of specifics <laughs> okay mm-hmm. all right and the third place we find Libra and, and children communicate how they how they are related to so how you relate to a child is how they can communicate back to you you know what i'm saying and so scorpio in the fourth place if you do your research a lot of children the number one card for children is in the home that's the fourth place okay and it is the upbringing and that parent was transformed and evolved their parenting evolves them okay and then the fifth place of children Sagittarius and we know children love it's fifth place to jump up and down, to run, and they play too damn much, <laughs> okay, with Sag up in the fifth, and we can even spin that wheel, and that's why I say I'm a driver in astrology, not a passenger, because I take control of the wheel, and I spin it. You spin that wheel around, all the way around. You can go all around. You can put Pisces in the eighth place. Children die from crib death, correct? That's what they die for mostly when they're infants. Yeah. That, and we can go all around that entire wheel to describe the generalities that 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 connect with children. And so what I had done is I had opened the Lotus of Leo on the concept of children to explain why why Leo is the prominent sign of children. So I did that for everything, all kinds of. You can do it for. I did it for mythologies in esoteric astrology. Uh, what's the name? Alice Bailey. Book, yeah. right? She always explained wherever you have Jupiter at, or wherever the, the, the house, the cuff Sagittarius, on, is where you act the most like Zeus. And you had Jupiterian or, you know, Jupiter qualities. You're like the God, you know, that's where you're like the God, the King of the Gods, and you're very exuberant and blah, 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 right? But what none of these astrologers ever told you, why? And they, they'll say, oh, well, Jupiter is the King of the Gods, like Zeus, because it's the biggest planet but never really why. But if you put Sag to the first and you open up that 12-petal lotus, Sagittarius in the first house represents the body and physique and Sag in the first equals a giant and Zeus is a giant. Correct? Right? Right? Mm -hmm. Capricorn in the second house represents Zeus's father, Kronos, tried to eat him. Correct?
2: Nice, yeah. Zeus
3: throws the what? The lightning bolt. And the third place is the place of the hand. He holds the lightning bolt, Aquarius. Correct? Zeus was raised on an island by, by a nymph. That's Pisces in the fourth. Correct? He was hidden in the cave on the island, right? Hidden during his while he was red. Correct? That's Pisces in the fourth. Okay. Zeus's firstborn child, okay, is Mars or Aries, the war god. All right? And his firstborn daughter was born from his head. Athena, Aries, okay? So we can spin that turn around. You, Zeus married his cousins, his sisters, all, his aunties, Gemini and the seventh, and we can spin that wheel all around. And Scorpio on the 12th, what was his undoing? His sexuality. He always was either raping or sleeping with somebody's wife or raping someone. He had Scorpio in the 12th. So we can spin that whole, his entire catalog of myths, fits in Sagittarius if you open up the lotus sign by sign house by house paddle by pedal so i could explain to you why zeus or jupiter is sagittarius they couldn't and they were the professional astrologers, the celebrities of astrology so i have a question uh when
1: you trying to figure out your planet significations or your sign significations of uh do you place that planet in the first house and then go all the way around, and that's how you get your? That is that the concept? Because because f- f- you, you just talked about kids and you put Leo in the first house, and then you just went all the way around the wheel describing kids. So so um, let's just say uh, uh, Venus. Uh, Is that how you explain Venus? You would put Venus in the first house and then go around the
3: wheel? No, sir. I look at the definition of the word or I look at the powerful traits or the most known traits and characteristics of the idea. And I look at the signs that are most prominent, connected to that, okay? And then I spin the wheel on all of those things and see what uh, uh, encompasses all of the theme. What encompasses all the motif? What encompasses all of the myth? All the characteristics? The best?
1: Uh, does conceptual astrology uh, use the traditional uh, planets, or
3: do you use? Uh, I use them all. I'm not. I'm not going to limit myself to traditional planets. So I'll give you an example. So all so right? uh, so Aquarius is is uh,
1: Uranus for you it's is ruled, but it's also co-ruled
3: by saturn all
1: right
3: I, no i was just asking, yeah. uh, we, so we gotta, i started we to divide. use it on linguistics as well so for instance uh you know how you have all right <laughs> uh i started using it on li- linguistics and concept you know how you get high and you get the munchies Yeah. Mm-hmm. well you know neptune is exalted in pisces i'm, I'm sorry uh neptune i mean uh, venus is exalted in pisces and venus is ruled towards what you eat you get when you eat right and pisces when you get high and so therefore you get the munchies when you get high mm. so i started looking at the exaltations and showing how you know the bone marrow in your body is produced by the red blood cells right mm-hmm. the calcium right and we see how mars is exalted in capricorn you see
2: Mm-hmm. Capricorn. So
3: I started looking at things like that, even in medical, astrology, I was like, oh, and I started seeing how, how at first I was just conceptualizing with story and myth, but then I started using it on real life themes and conceptions in astrology, even in the linguistical value. You know, I started seeing people in their charts, like, you know, uh, Martin Luther King may say I have a dream. And then I would look in his chart and see where that configuration conceptually was And like, oh, and that would help me actually better delineate his chart. So I started using it for other things. And then a practical use for it was, when I create stories, the story has a birth time. And even though I write the story by the conceptual chart, that chart actually has a second house, how that story can make money. A ninth house, how you promote that story. A seventh house, the people you partner with to make that story come to fruition. So I started having a practical application for it. So then I, a student who was a musician, a rapper, a conscious rapper by the name of Khalid Scientific. I said, I want you to wrap your chart. That song I sent you? Yeah. Like, the first thing he says, first thing he says, sun is in Taurus, Scorpio, the rising, and he goes around his whole chart, he raps it, right? Yeah. And he started putting it in his music. And I started asking him, do a do an album. What date was the album thought of? Put the we, we put up the chart of that date. And then I was like, what's the second house of that? What's the second house ruler? What's the ninth house ruler? And we built a financial, uh, fi- a financial and uh, marketing program for that album, and he'd be successful with it based on the conception of the album. So when conception astrology was more conceptual, I also developed a mechanical use for it.
1: Can I ask you a question? Yes. Being a writer, uh you have access to uh, f- fantasy and and stories and storylines right how much would you say a, an astrologer needs that to, to, to actually give a good delineation
3: <laughs> Anyone? who has a great imagination a good grasp for words and a good with oratory style can be a delineator but an astrologer needs a balance of the mathematics to go with it because you what means nothing if i can't tell you when when prediction is the criminal crime of astrology even in history, the kings called the astrologer to divine things, to have forethought, to help them predict. If you can't p- make predictions, don't call yourself an astrologer. Don't they, That's don't just my they, personal thing. Don't they have the
1: chart for the uh, building of Babylon? Some
3: of, well, you got two or three of them, <laughs> depending on which one you're going no, I, I
1: think, I, I think I think I heard it's the electional chart for uh, the building mm-hmm. of Babylon.
3: Depends on which one you're going to use. Like they had different charts for Jesus Christ, or uh, Muhammad, or uh, uh, Buddha. Depends on what you use, you know. Huh. United uh, States uh, has a couple of charts. The United States has a Gemini. I use the Gemini Rising chart. uh I think it's six degree or, or nine degree, eight degree Gemini Rising chart for the United States. But they has a the sibling chart is a Aquarius Rising chart. The for the United States they have the uh, Scorpio Rising chart because they had the picture of the or the the artwork of the clock. At the time, uh, they have the Sagittarius Rising chart, uh, and then you have the solar chart, which is a Cancer chart of the United States. So you know, depending on what you, and then then there's a wartime chart. There's a you know a financial fiscal chart that's used for Wall Street. So mm-hmm. you have different charts when it comes to electional and, and, and using nations and things of that sort. Um, I use the Gemini Rising chart because I've had i you I actually made three accurate predictions with it. I predicted the death of Osama Bin Laden with it. Mm. I got a question for you, then. Uh,
1: using the Gemini rising chart, how do you explain uh, this time right now with the whole Saturn Pluto Jupiter conjunction?
3: <laughs> well using if you if we look at Gemini I and mean, using conceptual astrology that's why I'm, Right. Yeah. if you look in at Gemini it's at sending you put uh uh and you're putting um you know uh Capricorn on the eighth house cups right mm-hmm and what you're gonna uh kind of see you're kind of gonna see what's going on with America right now okay because the eighth house cup normally deals with like national death, morality rates, insurance, and social security, but it also does it also t- talks about the evolution and the transformation of that national society. Okay. So when you're throwing Pluto and especially who's been there for years, for the last couple of years, uh you're throwing Pluto in there, you're looking at um you know, you're looking at a, a upheavals in the government uh terrorist attacks you're looking at a transformation in the way debt is handled okay you're looking at the death the morality rates coming up going up and then saturn is in there and so some people equate that to you know murder uh pluto saturn or pluto and capricorn murder of black people okay uh or, or uh uh the pluto uh the plutocracy and the the, the, uh, the, the technocracy uh, becoming supreme and dominant during that time and or others like to see an upheaval and a destruction of the system or breakdown of the system which we've seen some breakdown in the system but remember Pluto and Capricorn is a transformation of the system and so the status quo hasn't died they have just adapted and transformed. Hmm. Uh, uh,
1: we we didn't get in the article, but you talked about uh, Jupiter and Claudia had a Jupiter question for you. And maybe that maybe that is a good time to bring it up since we, you know, we-
2: I, I, I do. I, ha- I have the Jupiter question. But before I do the Jupiter, I wanted to know what your opinion on the I think it's called the theme of Monday. It's like the it's basically like the astrological chart of the entire world um you mentioned you know the united states and that one came to mind right away so i guess i want to pick your brain like how would you place it would you place it exactly how they do it you know it's like i think like sun in the fifth house or like i think Cancer's like i don't cancer know if it's cancer rising, rising or something cancer but rising. yeah cancer rising i used
3: to think the earth was a cancer rising but i don't yeah. know now because the formation of the earth was first an aquatic thing right and mm-hmm. is the sea right and pisces places cancer in the fifth place and that w- i am on the verge of trying to see if pisces fits it more so i can't really i i i, I don't see nothing wrong with the way they have it done now but now mm-hmm. that i thought about that because i was i was whether I, was, I i was talking to someone and we were talking about the ages like you know how they had the dinosaur age and the the, uh, the, uh, the different ice ages and blah, blah, blah. And we were watching this evolutionary Earth uh, on Discovery Channel, like the Earth, when it first formed, what were the first continents formed and things of that sort and blah, blah, blah. And what was here, fresh water or salt water and mm-hmm. blah, 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 And the consensus and signs of that, it was more salt water than fresh water at first. And mm. fresh water is cancer and salt water is Pisces, see? So mm-hmm. I started saying hmm. So let me see. But it's the mixture of those waters when fresh water was developed with the salt water they kind of brought about a lot of life. And cancer in the fifth in the place of life, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. uh kind of fits that uh Pisces rising uh Monday instead. But I would I haven't done any more research on it. It was just a thought.
2: Interesting. I, I, I like that you put Pisces rising there. I, I'm going to actually like do my own research behind it.
1: Uh, uh, what would you describe the type of water Scorpio
3: is? Uh, mm, boiling. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? Boiling. Boiling? Scorching water? <laughs> yeah, well,
1: well you, muddy, you said, you said muddy cancer swampy? You said cancerous yeah. is fresh water, Pisces is salt water. That's why I was wondering for the people... Uh, who don't? Who might have been wondering? Well, what's the other water sign then? Scorpio. Scorpio is
3: extreme. Extreme temperatures. That's why I say boiling.
2: Mm. Interesting. I put. Um, I would put it under swampy water.
3: That's extreme.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it is extreme.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, Scorpio represents uh, more the 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 biological life process. So that's why it's equated to the uh the sexual organs with semen and you know those type of liquids in the body or those type of fluids in the body so i would look at scorpio's more biological internal waters or biological waters and scorpio pluto also represents in our our uh, school of thought dna mm,
2: interesting i like that i like that uh, i'm gonna go to my question now um i read your your i read the the article on the it wasn't the astrology of racism it was the other one i think it was race um cosmology race
3: racism exposed
2: yeah racism exposed i believe my my question was just um why jupiter like why put from my understanding um well from, from my perspective he's an Aries that,
1: rising by the way
2: yeah I'm Aries <laughs> rising and I'm and I and I am actually Cuban by the way born and raised I actually am a and, an, and I'm, I'm an immigrant in this country um but I I think it's very interesting the fact that I I I definitely I have a moon in Sag so I'm very like uh connected to the foreign so I like how you used like sagittarius energy to connect with you know foreign races and whatnot but jupiter to me i would i would have i mean why not saturn like saturn is more systems and structures and race to a certain extent is systemic in a way right like we've created that structure of race as a human
3: okay so The idea of race itself, to me, is is an Aries motif. Um, Racism, because Aries is about identity. (laughs) Aries is about being first. It's about me, me, me. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) about being physical. Um, So the idea of race itself, to me, is a concept that finds its home with Aries. But racism is a philosophy of race. And Saj being the sign of philosophy, if we looked at... Uh, <laughs> I have a blog too called open the Lows on the Racist um, and taking that as example the racist um, philosophy The ninth house is Sagittarius which they mm-hmm. try to spread and force on other and the conquering mentality and you know that they're better than everybody else and so forth so forth so the idea of how you connect with other people who are foreign and I got to explain what foreign is in astrology to me. It's not just people of other races and ethnicity. It's people of a religion, upbringing. So I was born in South Baltimore. Someone born in East Baltimore is foreign to me. They were born in a different mm-hmm. community. They were raised in the community. And you went, if you lived in South Baltimore and moved to East Baltimore, it was a total, oh, it was a whole total different, different world, okay? If, if you lived in South Baltimore, and you moved to Little Italy, it's a total different world. You moved, you moved to Chinatown, it's a total different world. They're foreigners, okay? So, uh, or a young or a young lady I dated, because I grew up, she was a, a Jehovah's Witness. She's foreign. Because she didn't grow up with the same values, the same background, that same uh the uh ethics as I did. So that's okay. I wanna first explain that. It's not just a race thing, you know, it's people who are brought up in a different background than you all can be foreign as well. Okay. Yeah. So uh um, my mentor like to say anybody born uh more than um, uh two two miles away from you is foreign. <laughs> okay. Um so now Sagittarius generally you know the ninth the generally is the sign gift of foreigners and foreign places and foreign religion and philosophy and religion right Mm -hmm. the ninth place normally represents your ethics your personal philosophy adult philosophy not how you grew up but the philosophy you come to terms with as an adult because you've had experience in the world you've gone out in the world you've 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 come to these conclusions and this is now your ethics where the second house to me is your morals that you are taught not necessarily the ones you follow mm-hmm. <laughs> okay all right so i was taught to 10 commandments i don't follow them okay <laughs> <laughs> so that the ninth house is pretty much, you know, what conclusions you've come to. Like when he asked me, what religion are you? And I said, this is the conclusion, okay, this is high. That represents my spirituality, my religious uh, thought process and my philosophy. So that's your ninth house, right? Mm-hmm. So the ruler of the natural ninth place in Sagittarius is Jupiter. Wherever Jupiter is gonna be in your chart, it's gonna show how those experiences how the energy of the ninth house in the ninth sign wherever it is in your chart express uh, expresses itself in your immediate environment around you okay so Jupiter plus Do not forget this, the ninth house ruler, which is equal to Jupiter because Jupiter is a generalization for us to know astrology. But it's particularly the ninth house ruler in your chart. It determines your race relationships, your relationship with other people who are born in a foreign land, other people who are a different religion, other people who are a different philosophy, other people who were born in a different upbringing. Your ninth place ruler is what it really is. So if you read that, I talk about Jupiter just to set the tone. But then I get into your ninth house ruler, and I use the chart of the Ku Klux Klan to uh, hone in my, oh my point <laughs> um, in that in that particular blog. And I also use my own chart because my ninth house, uh, my uh, ninth house ruler is Venus, and it's found in the twelfth place in Leo, and it trines Jupiter and Neptune and Sagittarius. And so I'm very open-minded to other people of foreign races, foreign cultures, or so that. But I also, but I also because uh, uh, uh that configuration Jupiter when you, you know it's a trine in Jupiter but Jupiter's caught in a mutable t-square with Saturn and Mars and so I hate racism I hate racist um I don't like when people put each other above each other and things of that sort I, I, it, you know so it kind of explains my way I deal with it so I used that as an example and then I started reading people who were actually professed racists. people come I said you're racist can I read your chart <laughs> Can I research mind?
1: Field, field study.
3: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I started looking at their, their, I started looking at their knife house ruler. And mm-hmm. I came to a pattern I started seeing. I started seeing the, the knife house ruler plus. reef. Yes.
1: Can you explain? I was trying to explain it to her. Can you explain the, the 12, 6, 9 thing?
3: Okay. All right. Hold on one second. So I started seeing the pattern of knife house ruler the Sun, Mars, and Jupiter in a chart, and dealing with their race relations and how they view other people of different races. Okay. And so I started to develop to watch that pattern. And other astrologers were like, you can't tell somebody's a racist. And I began to dispute them. I said, no, you can't just look at a chart and say, oh, that person's a racist. But I can study a chart, and then I can conduct an, an astrological interview I can conduct an actual out reading and from that deduce if they're a racist or a bigot and i was doing it every absolutely every single time and so i became adamant that this was a technique that was you can do and so you know uh the ninth house naturally squares the 12th house
2: Mm-hmm. i know that because i have a sun moon square
3: <laughs> so race relations naturally squares the subconscious and shame and sorrow <clears throat> and tragedy
2: nice wait,
1: wait, wait. Like okay subconscious and shame what are you putting that with that's 12th place my friend well not everybody that's listening to this is
3: on our level brother Okay, yeah. Marcus, was, Marcus some of the that. some of the negative connotations. And there are in Marcus There are positive connotations to the twelfth house. You know, the twelfth house is a place of prayer, meditation. It's a place of compassion, forgiveness. It, it, it represents messiahs, saviors, all that kind of good stuff. Okay, so that's just it's saving grace, by the way. So, it, it represents the church. All right, the body. You know, the body of the church. Those who. Uh, are, are what we call them the, the lay people who support the church the body the you know the congregation that's what the twelfth place represents. ushers um, huh ushers yeah so that that's what that but on a negative level it's yourself self- undoing your secret enemies uh your your your, sil- your solid self what what you're ashamed of what your delusions um and you know things that bring sorrow okay and so since racism which is a negative connotation a negative philosophy of the ninth place squares the 12th place of sorrow and tragedy what comes about when people enforce racism sorrow shame and tragedy 12th place then squares the third place the subconscious mind which Mm -hmm. in your mind squares the conscious mind okay and so, if the subconscious mind is compassion, and the conscious mind, third place, is is is, is uh, your conscious mindset, and there's a square, then there's an inability for you to show compassion consciously if you promote the racism. Going back to the ninth house, okay. Now that third place now squares that sixth place of your everyday, day-to-day activities and habits, okay, and the health and hygiene of the self, the health, your health. Okay, and how you take care of yourself. And so, this is why, on the conscious thoughts, when it comes to foreigners, ninth place, we often think they stink, they're dirty. Oh, we don't want to be around them. Because their day to day lifestyle isn't like ours, consciously, from the conscious thought. And then the the, the sixth place will then square the ninth place. You know what I'm saying? This is why we often want foreigners to serve us and put them in menial jobs and so forth, so forth. So I explain that a lot more detail in that blog, but I'm just, I'm just running through it really quick to give yeah, you that's an idea.
1: I mean, yeah, this, this is some of the questions I wanted, I wanted to touch on real quick, you know, because yeah. that, that follows
3: the, mut- the grand mutable cross there. Mm-hmm. So what that's saying is the grand mutable cross has a lot to do with racism as well. See, if you look at that cross, And you look at the signs that uh, 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 are involved in that, in that mutable, in that uh, grand uh, mutable cross, you know, you'll start to see, oh, these are all the characteristics and all the things that befall us when the world is in race, when they're projecting racism, when they're manifesting racism, when you're dealing in racism. You know, these are all the negative connotations that come right out at you. You'll see it right then and there. Okay, like I just showed you that a little bit, I just a little, a little snippet of it. But I go deeper yeah. in that blog with it to actually show you, and you'll see it. You're, you're seeing our everyday general attitude towards anybody, you know, whether you, whether you, whether you're not racist or not. So you don't have to be a racist to to perpetuate racist ideas that are installed in you from your upbringing. look uh,
1: I have a question for you, Reese. Uh, the listeners out there are sitting up there saying, "Damn." Uh, <laughs> Well, well, uh, he's doing that with a whole, s- uh, society of people, whatever. Can you see that in someone's personal chart? Like if, if I looked at my chart, what would, it, what would that show me that as far as what would that explain to me? If I looked at my cut,
3: it doesn't show. Okay. Yes. Yes, it does. I can look, you, you, not just me, you. look at your own chart and follow that method that i am teaching and i guarantee you what it will do is explain the way you deal with people outside of your race outside of your religion outside of your philosophy outside of your ethic ethics okay that's for the show and if what would you say for a scorpio rising what would i say for them i for, for well, you, uh, using that method using using that method uh for a scorpio at the ascendant i would literally look at their moon mm. because the moon rules that ninth place and i would look at the relationships that the moon formed in that chart so that means the squares the oppositions the quincunxes first because those 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 things right there and oh, that, so, so
1: you don't, you're not just going by the cusp, son the hot signs on the cusp.
3: Well, that gives you the general format. All right. Which, which That gives you the general format, but now we're talking about the individual. Okay. can do that. We got to go, who's the ninth house ruler? The ninth house ruler in Scorpio is the moon. All right. And I don't care what degree of Scorpio rising you are. Scorpio on the ninth house cusp, I mean, a Scorpio on the cusp of your ascending means that cancer's on the ninth cusp. That means mm-hmm. the moon Rules that cusp. Okay. I don't care where the house starts. All right. The cuffs takes precedence because the cuffs and the angles are how you use to predict. Uh
1: what what house system does conceptual astrology use?
3: I follow Cosmophysics and Cosmophysics with the g Kwon astrology we have a eclectic system where we utilize a blend of the equal house whole house system it is most works most efficiently for us calculating planetary right, movements right. in our head
2: equal
3: nice or, or how does the blend work uh example um i'm a 28 degree virgo at the ascendant I have Venus at sixteen degrees of Leo. Venus is in my twelfth sign, eleventh house, and so I would read Venus first in the twelfth as a twelfth sign in the twelfth sign, and then give you the eleventh house characteristics. All right, all right. You got any
1: questions, Claudia?
2: <laughs> <Okay. laughs> did you no, understand? I, 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 did you yeah, understand? I did. I did. I think it's interesting. Um, number one, I think it's interesting that you use the equal house system. I recently just used it, and I and I realized that every single house starts at whatever your your rising degree starts. I'm not very familiar with the equal, but I thought it was kind of interesting. It shifted everything for me a little bit. Yeah,
3: um, and, and I used that because what runs people away from astrology, the mathematical portion, is yeah. the calculation. So you want to make you want to streamline it to make that as efficiently as possible. The blending of those two systems make it efficiently. If you look at Placidus and try to calculate in your head, you'll be all day.
2: What about Holstein? You don't think that one is easier?
1: Well, that's Hol- that's the blend. That's the blend. I, I oh, blend it with blend. Holstein. Yeah, I blended with
3: Holstein and I use both of them together blended. Okay
1: yeah that's 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 what he was talking about with the blend Mm -hmm. but yeah if you you try to use some of the other
3: systems and calculate in your head now mind you i'm not saying the other systems don't work i don't want people to take that away from from this you know because it's not the system it's the astrologer in my in my in my thought process okay i agree you're gonna you're gonna do very well at what works for you what I am saying is that if you're studying cosmophysics and you're doing the fast calculations that we're doing and you're trying to be accurate, the best way to be fast and accurate and efficient is to blend these two systems. Because if you try to use those other systems, you're going to need a calculus calculator, you're going to need some paper, and you're going to need some graph paper and a, and a compass and all that kind of stuff, right? Mm-hmm. When you use this system, all you need is your mind.
1: Do you use when doing the transits? Do you use the uh, equal? Like if I'm if I'm trying to time if I'm trying to time my transits, most definitely.
3: Most definitely. All right.
2: I'm gonna test that. <laughs> I'm gonna try it. I'm gonna try it next well,
3: time. Well, Reese, definitely. Reese, tell,
1: tell Wait, wait. You heard what you just said? Tell her what what you're supposed to do. Oh. I think my, wait, did you hear no, me? I
2: heard you. Ta- ta- tell me what I'm supposed to do. What do you mean?
1: What did Kuhl, uh uh to- say? You got to do what? Field test?
3: Oh, a field test? <laughs> yeah. So you're not, che- that's what you're supposed to do, ain't, right? Right, because you have to understand today, a lot of people, especially a lot of people calling them astrologers, there are a lot of people on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. They're making money and they're yeah, astrologers. So- but they're not astrologers, they're delineators. Okay, they're astrology aficionados, Okay, they are, you know, they love astrology, but they're not astrologers. An astrologer predicts. Yeah. That's simple. <laughs> okay, the uh, astrology equates to the sign Aquarius. Aquarius is the cosmos and the stars. All right, and Aquarius is forethought. Intuition. I know a lot of people use intuition for Pisces. So they, Channel. Look, they, they they look at it as a a, a a psychic thing, but intuition is nothing about intuition is psychic. Intuition is pure knowledge, knowing, I knowing act- thyself.
1: I actually put uh intuition with Sage myself personally with uh
3: to zoom What intuition is I'm gonna explain something really different. All right, a psychic ability. Has with the with instincts and feelings because psychic is Pisces and Pisces is a water sign. Okay. All right. Intuition doesn't have any feeling to it. Mm-mm. I know I don't have to have a feeling. I know that if I cut that stove, well, i burn the fuck out of my hand. That's knowledge. Okay. Aquarius is the sign of knowledge. Pisces is the sign of faith. Once you have knowledge, you don't need faith anymore. Hmm. I like what is the what is the 12th house of Pisces? What undoes faith and belief, knowledge? That's why knowledge reigns supreme over everything and everyone. K.R.S. 1.
1: Which, which which leads, which leads uh, don't you say, don't you say we are already in the uh, uh, age of
3: Aquarius? Yes, we've been in the age of Aquarius for almost over, almost over 500 years. Really? Yes. Interesting. Um, there's a lot. Um, there, there's a
2: lot of people that are saying that's not that's not accurate. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm not arguing you with it. I yeah. I, I got just, you.
3: I, I'm gonna explain my view of it. I'm not gonna argue about it either. You know. Okay. Listen. Around the time Leon, Leonardo da Vinci was born, and he's a he's one of the avatars of this age. Okay. He's a, genius. a Pisces, I believe. Yeah, and Aquarius is genius. Okay. Um. Around the time, I think a year of his birth, the heel was called the heel rising of Aquarius rose. Now, the, a lot of people in astrology don't believe in the ages. And then, those that do believe, they calculate upon the precession of the equinox. But you mm-hmm. have to understand the calculation of the precession that they're using uh, is Ptolemies uh, <laughs> or, or, or Westernized. Mm-hmm. They're not using the kemetic calculation of the hill article risings. They don't use them oh. at all. Okay. The Egyptians, the Chemetians or the Kushites, use the Hill Risings to determine the ages, not just the procession. So they are only doing one part of it. It's mm-hmm. another part. You know what I'm saying? Just yeah. like, just like I could delineate your sun sign. But, but if I don't know the degree of the sun, and I don't know the decan or the dwarf shaman either, and I can't go deeper into your stuff, because if I knew the degree, I automatically know the decan. If I know the decan, I know the dwan. If I know the degree, decan and dwan, then I can give you more information about your personality than I would just knowing your sun sign. And this is why mm-hmm. most people don't believe uh, sun paper astrology is real, because they not talk about decans and dwas and degrees. <laughs> okay, so you know, they have, so the, when the scientists are trying to disprove astrology, they're not even doing real experiments. You, wait, you, wait, wait wait,
1: wait, wait. Wait, let me stop you. <laughs> so, are you saying sun sign astrology is real?
3: Solar astrology is real. Hmm. Is that so, real? what's the difference? Example. What is your birthday, young lady?
2: February twenty fifth, ninety two.
3: So you're February 25th, right? Mm-hmm. So I know automatically that Valentine's Day every year the sun's at like 25 degrees of Aquarius. 14th. Mm-hmm. Okay? 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, and 1 2, 2, 2 3, 4, that kind of like 12 It's like degrees. 6 degrees of Pisces. So, so Plus 12, 25 degrees, I mean, 25 degrees, 12. Okay, so we're looking at six degrees of Pisces approximately, mm-hmm. right? Six degrees of Pisces puts you, your son, in the Pisces Deccan, or the Neptune decan or, you know, the Jupiter decan, however you want to put that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Deccan, right? And let me see, the dua would be 2.5. So 0, 2.5 is Pisces, 2.5 to 5 is. Uh, was next time the Pisces Aquarius no 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 uh, Aries and then uh five to seven that's where you're at it's Taurus so you're in the Taurus Dwight. okay Mm -hmm. so the sun is in Pisces so I would think hey uh you're very interested or very motivated by visual art and poetic things and meditation or music uh relaxes you I would also say that um uh, aromatherapy is something that you're very interested in. And that even, e- even if you're not, even if you're into foods or not, then you're more into foods that melt in your mouth or like cotton candy or watermelon, or you're into how, how far am I correct so far?
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep going. Okay. So
3: <laughs> this is more information than saying,
2: Oh, you're Pisces. You're really psychic. <laughs> no. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Well, actually, he's okay. he's using he's using what um what that guy from Astrolata. well i don't know if you're using this but um i've heard of the the degree theory is it the degree theory pop yeah yeah
1: nicola but-
2: Ni- nicola came up with that degree theory
1: yeah but he's not i don't you know he's not using that
2: no he's not using it but it's very similar because yeah. based on that yeah. degree theory that those delineations or rather like what you're saying is basically like
1: coming yeah, up it yeah it might be how he's doing it. so as an astrologer, if you were paying hey, me wait, by wait, the wait, hour. Hold up, hold up. Let's do this one more time. Marcus, when's
0: your birthday? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. August 28th. Virgo. Where you? Uh, 76. So he was born on
3: 8-28, correct?
2: Yeah.
3: The sun goes into Virgo on 8-22, correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's, a, so that's tw- well I, I don't know his chart i forgot it so uh, I, i'm not gonna read his whole chart i'm just gonna read his sign. we want to know we want to see if sun sign astrology works i'm sure yeah yeah that's why I, I, that's why i wanted to go so on 822 the sun is at zero degree okay so 22 23 24 25 26 27 28 at six degrees later so that means he's approximately a seven degrees uh a virgo sun okay so being approximately 70 degrees Virgo sun puts him in the Virgo Deccan uh, also puts him in I got Virgo it. Libra Scorpio Dwight. okay put him in the Scorpio dual all right and so uh Marcus is very interesting in information that information and learning information that helps him break other things down analytically and he likes to take things apart and put them back together mentally, and he does it with such a precision. And he dives so deep into the psychology of it that it's almost obsessive. Is that correct? <laughs> you calling me crazy? <laughs> I think that other people call me that too. <laughs> okay, so just based on the technique that I'm showing you, that shows you that real sun sign or solar is what I call it. Solar astrology works. I haven't talked about his moon or his ascendant. I haven't done any of those calculations, which I can do. Mm-hmm. But I'm just telling you the very basic of what so many astrologers these days are missing in their education. All right. Oh, before this whole thing runs out, I want you to
1: explain your uh rising sign theory. How you could uh tell someone's rising sign, if you if, if that's if you could share
3: that. Cosmophysics. And if you want to do that, contact Raul cool and he'll teach it to you. Oh, all right. <laughs> all
0: right.
3: Okay. Um, all right. That is an actual Cosmophysics uh, trade secret. Oh, all right. All right. Well, that's um, why I was asking. That's why I was at. Yeah. We call it the 8th place method. I'll tell you what it's called. Yeah. But that's what we do. It's a trade secret because that actually puts us a little bit ahead of a lot of the best astrologers in the world right now they can't figure out how we're sitting there talking to people and looking at them and figuring out the term in there and sending it and be right accurate over within the ballpark what's the name f- what's the name of the uh class uh you want to contact rock and learn the eighth place method all right all right all right um but i would tell you this uh uh before we go because i want to kind of touch on what marcus is talking about with the bible and stuff oh yeah yeah when I became a carbon physician, Marcus, I went back to the Bible because I told you I threw it away, <laughs> right? I bought a new one, King James version to be a, to be accurate, okay? And remember when John said, "In the beginning was God," and well, "In the beginning was God in the Word, and the Word John was God." One. Okay. John. One. Okay. One and one. So the sign Gemini. It's the sign of the word. It's the sign of communication. It's also the sign of the book, right? And Christians use the what? The good book, right? So the sun, the, yeah. the sun, God. The sun means God, life, God. In that sign, Gemini, right, Let's you know that the word is God. <laughs> okay. And
2: mm-hmm.
3: in the beginning, there was the word, and the word is God, right? also in the beginning god created the heavens when well, you look at the real translation say he created the heavens and the planets okay and the planets he didn't create the planets for nothing right throughout the bible you'll see them point to as much as they tell you oh they talk about killing all the astrologers and the, the
0: demon worshipers and stuff but you'll see
3: plenty of astrological
0: all day long, all day in, long. The, in the in the genesis all the way through revelation all the way through my favorite thing all the way though. Through with the writing style, my favorite my favorite thing in the bible
3: is very important because it gives you the mathematical formula for something called the solar progress and that's how we predict this astrology okay one day one life one day of life of man yeah. that was a guard right yeah, yeah. so right. guess what one day equals one year of life so if you progress the chart it's one day past your birthday that's just secondly your second year life. So I'm so if you're 40 years old, if you progress that chart 40 days after your birthday, that chart that you're looking at 40 40 40 days or 40 degrees, one degree equals one year, too. Okay. Mm-hmm. 40 degrees, 40 days after your birthday, it's gonna show you your 40th year.
2: Secondary progressions?
3: That is a secondary progression. That is in the That that's right relevant right in the Bible in that
0: parable. I absolutely agree. Yeah. One day is one Bible. year life.
1: I, I got a question for you. Uh you said uh astrology is all in the Bible. What else can you point to
3: uh astrologically that's in the Bible? Oh man, the story of Job is the story of Virgo. <laughs> okay. The story
2: right. of
3: what? The story of Job is the story of Virgo, all right. Job J O yeah. J-O-B. J-O-B, okay. Yeah, J-O-B. that's the story of and there's no there's no irony, J-O-B means a job, and Virgo is also the son of the <laughs> job, of a worker. And Joe was a hard worker too, so, you know, so when how, you got that. How, wait, you
1: wait, 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 Tie that together for Marcus, please.
3: <laughs> Marcus, I have a, actually, while I do you more credit, I have a blog, you can read it, and you'll see it. Because that's a lot, that's a lot. And I have to read the passages to you, and then, you know how I just opened the Lotus? Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: In the beginning, I opened the Lotus on the entire, uh, uh, uh uh all the verses of job equate to this sign virgo um so you have to read that but i have it uh um if you just uh, friend me at everes on facebook um i'll give it to you in your inbox or you can join my group society of indigenous astrologers uh is that
1: is
3: that is that just for uh blacks society of indigenous astrologers used to be just for black people uh i i allow any person of any race in there with this understanding astrology in that group is a safe place for black people to express astrology from their cultural views you may not agree with that but that is our safe place can claudia join yes
2: <laughs> thank you yes,
3: yes. With,
1: with, uh yes. it, it would is cuban indigenous
2: <laughs> i think so yes,
1: yes.
3: What
2: is that's I mean, where I know
3: the roof? Oh uh, uh, oh oh you asked me a question earlier about where I got that from. Um I was inspired by the Hopi prophecy. Yo, I'm glad just I love well, the Hopi up. prophecy. Somebody called yeah, Hopi the Hopi. The yeah, Hopi Indians, yeah. they're the prophecy, they anger God, man anger God, man yeah. split God up into four different forms: a red man, yellow man, black man, white man. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, And man wanted to be one of God again. He says, well, I'm giving these elements you're going to, you're going to guard these elements and there's going to be a certain time I'm going to come back. And if you have taken care of these elements, I'll bring you all back together. Okay. Kind of like the story of Babylon in a sense, right? So uh, you can look up the hobby prophecy online. So in the hobby prophecy, um, he says, uh, to, to the white man gave fire, um, to the black man gave the most powerful element water, um, to the uh yellow man he gave air okay and to the red man the brown man okay he gave the earth right and the cardinal signs of the signs of action and Aries is the first of them I told you that Aries represents race and if you look at all the cardinal signs they kind of a racial signs in a sense all right mm-hmm. so I said well wow I looked at it and said, and well I think that if caucasians as a whole are not just aries but they're a fire element because i, I look at them as elements versus signs and aries is just the first of the fire elements okay mm-hmm. so um i started to just do my research and look at the he- entire history positive and negative and you've seen that blog i write positively about caucasian races being pioneers leaders you know people who are starters and they get things started and they're fearless things like that, but also uh, these are people who are warlike and have been barbarous and conquering is their number one motif no matter where they go, this is an Aries thing. Um, And then I go into the indigenous cultures that are still around are all worshipers of the earth and they deal with herbs and they deal with living in the off the earth, you know, the old ways Capricorn, right? (laughs) And then I said, uh, the the yellow man, which you call the the Asian or, you know, uh, It's the air people. And you know, they primarily deal with if you go into any Asian culture, there's gonna always be high intellectual, uh is high intellectualism. Uh they love their calligraphy, their writing, their breathing, their meditation, breathing, their meditation, and everything is highly cerebral in that uh those cultures. Uh when you go into what the black culture, uh the black people, the water people, these are the healers, the nurturers. Uh our culture is the most forgiving culture of any culture. I mean, come on, we forgive. <laughs> we forgive we for slavery <laughs> god damn
1: <Okay, laughs> um, right. um yeah okay.
3: we we it heal, has to be civil <laughs> yeah we we heal through we're always talking about you know let's heal you know and, and and we come and our culture particularly comes out of a matriarch so um let's just give you some just really quick you know but you have to like read it to really go deep into it so uh-huh. I, I started saying, wow in the card of directions and the happy prophecy and the racial archetypes blended to create that blog you know what I mean, and then afterwards, I had to substantiate that. So throughout my eleven years online, I have said, "Look, see when Mars is square this, and did it? We hit. We see this going on with Caucasians in the world, and see when the moon is in this these signs right here, uh, or or or, or, or aligned with these other planets, we see things going on with the black race, especially the women in the race, and so forth and so forth. Recently." I posted another blog where I did research on the black woman suffrage and how they split from the woman's suffrage and begin to create their own groups, okay? And then right after they created their own groups, came the NWACP, all right? And I did the charts of some of the first woman to ever get a college degree, which was a black woman. Okay, and all these powerful black women booker t washington's wife uh adam adam b wells uh, well, uh, yeah. uh, all these powerful oh man all these powerful black women i didn't even know that was blowing my mind the, these the first black women to get doctor's degrees all that kind of stuff and these organizations they formed and when they formed these organizations the waters planets were in very auspicious angles and alignments and so this goes to show that if nothing else, the United States Black female culture is definitely water-oriented. You understand? So now I am seeking to uh, uh, consolidate and show the concepts are real. <laughs> I have a, I have a question
1: for you. Um, someone who is struggling with the book and looking at astrology and stuff and thinking that it was taught about like Marcus can tell you uh what, what did you tell me when you uh uh when we talked again if you would have uh if i would have talked to you about the stars you probably would have hung up on me
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because I mean it very clearly tells tell, you know tells all of the you know the people don't look up in the stars don't follow them. That's what right. it, I mean, it says it several times, very specifically, uh, you know, about worship of other, you know, idols or gods. And he specifically talks about looking up in the sky, which, as we know, ancient, uh, uh, you know, in antiquity, that's, that was their thing, right? Was looking up in the sky. As You go all over there was nothing. you look to at come- all of these, arch- that's true, right? You look at all this archaeology, you see that there's tons of, uh, of you know, uh, you know mappings of the stars and all of these different uh, uh, historical uh, you know structures and megalithic things. It's just all over the place.
1: So my question is, someone who is steeply uh, in that belief, how do how, how do you suggest they start coming to this side of energy and understanding? The stars
3: don't lie. People do. Okay, so don't don't read the writing on the wall. Read the writing in the sky, <laughs> because it said that uh, uh, the time the end times will be told by the signs and symbols in the sky. Um, but, yep. but 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 listen, Uranus the planet Uranus, which represents revolution, it also represents freedom, it also represents nationality. Okay, and on a, on the on the lower level, deviancy okay it went into the sign of aries okay mm-hmm. when it did that right before it did that we did a show we were doing predictions on that and it squared pluto and capricorn and we said this we know Nash the national the sign of nationalism and the sign of freedom goes into aries the sign of race and races and in the races with actions and abuse and, and war and weapons we're going to see a, a spike and hate crimes and racist and, and, and racism and racism is going to become a nationalized motif. White white people and other races are going to say, "I have the freedom, Uranus, mm. Aries, to be racist. It's my right." I can see them coming out, all right? And it's squared, Pluto, death and murder in Capricorn. Blacks or via government or the institution. And you saw a rise in police brutality, police mm-hmm. killings, the system killing people, whether they were Black or whoever, lat- Latino or people who are underprivileged, okay, the plutocrats are getting away with murder, all right, and kill Black people, murder Black people. And we've seen that ever since, okay? So the stars don't lie, people do. Now, that may be a harsh viewpoint of that, but the reality is it happened. We cannot deny that when those planet configurations came into exact square, we were at mm-hmm. the height of these murders. We were at the height of this stuff that was going on. Okay. We were at the height of, 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 of white supremacy protests going on, <laughs> marching in the streets, trying to match, you know, we were at the height that the black lives, they didn't matter because Saturn or Capricorn Capricorn represents what matters right? destruct. what matters, the facts of what matters, right? And Pluto is the biological process, all right? So this is when we start saying Black Lives Matter. I
2: have a question for you. Well, not a question, but, well, you mentioned Jupiter and racism. We're going to be seeing uh, another square. Uranus and Taurus is going to square Jupiter and, and Aquarius very soon, next year, 2021. And, and, and the platform
3: is morality. So Uranus going into uh, Taurus is a revolution of morality.
2: Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of so what has
3: been rooted will come to the surface to the dirt. What's in the mud will come to the dirt. Taurus, all right. So, and this is why we're having not just the black lives matter thing, but the LGBTQ, because Oranos uh, rules Aquarius, and that and that is indicative of uh, the homosexual lifestyle,
2: homosexuals.
3: Mm-hmm or anything that's unorthodox, that's different. That's against the grain. And homosexuality is one of those motifs that fall into Aquarius. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the water bearer, Zeus's cup holder, was also his lover. Civil <laughs> Aquarius. Okay. okay. Uh, all right. So, you know, we, we still this- rebel- wait, 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 wait.
1: You just skipped over that, man. Now you ran over. What'd you just say? The Aquarius, The
2: water bearer. The water bearer, was- the water bearer-
3: uh-huh. Uh huh. How you pronounce the name Geminis, Gay G- 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 it's G- I forgot. you will look it up. But uh, the water bearer, Zeus's cup holder, is Aquarius. the symbol of Aquarius, pouring out the water, pouring out the wine to the gods. Yeah. Okay. And the third place we all talked about Zeus, Sagittarius. The third place is Aquarius, right? The lightning holder, right? But also, the third place is the cup bearer, the messenger of Zeus. See. Wait. And so you know, no, you said the lover part. Oh yeah, that his cupbearer
1: was his lover.
2: Zeus's cupbearer was his lover. <laughs> that's nice. you know?
1: that's the part I was trying to back you up. Oh on. yeah, that's
2: in the myth. That's in the myth, bro. Uh, <laughs> Zeus got
3: busy. Zeus got busy. <laughs> um well, they But um but it's a it's it's a revolution of morality. What's at stake here is what is moral, what is right. And so everybody's fussing about what is moral is right right now. You know, what I'm saying this is right and this is wrong, this is moral, and this is not. That is the main uh, 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 revolution that's really going on right now, and it's a revolution of finance stability and a revolution of sustenance. So the way we eat and deal with food and grow food and transport it and all that kind of stuff, it's changing the way mm-hmm. we deal with our moral structure and how we do that, it's changing on a national level because the Ronald's is nationality, right? And uh, mm-hmm. the, the way that we deal with finances and the financial upheavals that keep going on, it's changing That's why we're switching to cryptocurrency and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? Or arounds, I told people to invest in cryptocurrency before around's got into Taurus. See? So they can reap the benefits of having invested in cryptocurrency. Had That happened. You have some money like I did with that. So, so you know, on and on and on and on, that square now that we're going to have soon, alright, with Jupiter. Mm-hmm. When Jupiter goes in, when Jupiter goes in, uh, there's, a, there's a square by the degree, but it's also when Jupiter goes into Aquarius. Um, Aquarius. Okay. It's going to be serious because Jupiter in Aquarius represents the exacerbation, the expanding of a revolution.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. So that is a global Jupiter revolution. <laughs> okay. So that's what we're looking forward to with that. Uh, we're also looking we forward you, to we justice. We're also looking for justice to expand globally. My hope is that when Jupiter starts to transverse Aquarius, we come up with a universal constitution, a constitution of humanity.
2: The internet, the, it's gonna happen through the internet. They're what, gonna want to make us all together through the internet.
1: What does revolution look like as far as you talking about?
2: Jupiter and Aquarius, I think he might like the revolution. Yeah, I know,
1: but I'm just saying what is what What would a revolution, worldwide
3: revolution look like? Uh, I agree with the young lady. It's going to be a revolution online. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why they're trying to put so many rules in place about what you can say and what you can do online, a lot of the online policing, because if they're going to mm-hmm. break down. They're going to break things down Globally, to know nodal astrology, oh, not nodal, no, nodal um, internet, meaning that you have to purchase the internet of your city as well as yep. your state as well as yep. your, or, uh, your city. And if you don't have all three, then you have access to everything, you know what I'm yep. saying? So, that's what they're attempting to do now. Okay, and then you may have your personal intranets that you can create yourself. You know, with the store your own. So that's why the cloud-based technology is around. Um, mm-hmm. The cloud-based technology is going to blow up. So if you into investment, invest in that.
1: Actually, um, you, you, y'all are talking about Marcus's field right about now. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so that's about I'm to in, blow I'm up. in the IT field. Yeah, that's
3: about to blow up in the year. Or so uh, definitely. So, but I think it's a, re, it's more of a revolutionary change of how the internet is done and how it's, uh, facilitated. Um, that's what we're going to want. And then the square represents them charging you the finances. Like, oh, you want this information still, you had, you used to have for you free, gotta pay money you got to pay more money for it now, you know? So that's, that's how I see it as far as that, uh, that revolution going on. Um, what revolution looks like to me, what I desire revolution, isn't what's happening. I desire a total breakdown in the system and a total revolutionizer of the consciousness of this nation and around the world. I think that uh, it, enough is enough. I think that in every revolution that you've ever seen, people die. Uh, a revolution is Aquarius, all right? And a revolution is built on hope. Pisces in the second place of Aquarius, and uh, Pluto is exalted in Aquarius, and there has to be death. You know, it's the sad thing to say, but it's the truth. And Pluto is
2: exalted in Aquarius.
3: In my school of thought, yes, Pluto is exalted in Aquarius, and Uranus is exalted in Scorpio. Uh, it's called the Hermetic. It's called Hermetic, hermetic exaltations. Okay. Um, so what that speaks on um, is that in order to transform a true revolution has to come and we all know that their blood is spilled in a real revolution but think about the united states first revolution okay people died and they were able to accomplish what they needed to do and we have to start to adapt a mentality that we have to die for what we want or our children and our children's children will be captured in this matrix Hmm. which is my favorite movie
2: uh, the
3: matrix, yeah, yeah. I love that movie.
1: Matter of fact, speaking of that movie, uh, I was reading the uh, Hopi um prophecy, kind of sounded like that movie a
3: little bit. <laughs> the Matrix, yeah, yeah, because so, were
1: talking about a, a level and people going up underneath and coming back, and uh, people, yeah. We're
2: presenting, we're presenting Marcus with the red pill
1: right now. Yeah. Actually, I was actually about to go to him and say, uh,
0: do you have any questions, Marcus, that you want to ask his brother for me? Oh man, I have a thousand, but I think it's so many, I wrote so many notes. It's, yeah, Uh, but I think it would veer off um, into too many directions. Oh, Um, well, actually, actually, uh, Reese,
1: will you come back? And answer Marcus question? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't have a problem with that? All right.
0: Um Claudia? Oh, go ahead, Marcus. You want me to, oh, okay. if you to ask Let Marcus me let me let that. me just let me just throw throw something out there uh that uh, that I was thinking about as uh Reese was talking. Um uh you know you mentioned Carl Jung and psychology uh you know he he was like the i mean that's 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 that's, that's where modern psychology you know really uh has has grown because of you know his his thoughts and in, in his brain essentially um and you mentioned that he was uh uh you know he 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 made a couple statements about astrology right and, and what he, what he thought about it um I told Paul when he introduced this to me that man, uh, you know the things that you're telling uh, that you're telling about me could change the world. I said, man, you sitting on information that's like, you know how how I mean, you know it wouldn't be any violence because people would know how to cope with with the, what's happening, or they'd be you know uh, prepared, right? Or they they would know, you know they'd just be aware. You you know you talked about um, intuition. They'd be you know, in in touch with that. So my question is, is, um, you know, how, how, how does this connect with psychology in your in, in your, uh, your opinion? It's funny you should ask that I have a few uh, students who
3: are psychology majors, um, it's helped them out with their thesis actually, um, we live in a society, where
0: our minds are broken and they need healing. Yeah. I call it PTSS for black <laughs> so Post slave syndrome. This will help with that because knowledge of self starts the
3: path to healing, to knowledge of others, helping to heal sure. others. So if a tornado hits your neighborhood and they come and knock on the door and say, hey, we need your help rebuild the neighborhood, you better say no because you need to get your house in order first. And you'll never be able to help them fix that neighborhood if your house is not done. And that's where this comes into place to help. This helps you get your house in order because you, you can't go out and help other people. You can't heal other people until your house is in order. So this helps you acknowledge yourself. This helps you clean up your spirit. This helps you make your temple sacred and all the other uh, sacred, uh, uh, parables about the body and it's being a temple and god within this allows you to tune to the divine within okay your christ consciousness
0: all right yeah one would argue that the bible says literally the same thing right i mean without the religion we i mean here's the thing listen like i like i said before you know we can't we we can't uh really grasp uh christianity uh you know uh after uh, let's say Constantine, right? And what what he did, right? He merged Roman Roman paganism with Christianity and birthed this whole thing, right? That we follow today, right? Which 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 I think is a major factor. Um, but prior to that, the writings that that you know that book uh, you know, has, I believe has done, has, has talks about changing all of those different things that you, that, that you just mentioned, it, you know, it's about morality. It's a, it is about connection with, uh, you know, who. it's the only thing that I have that I can say that can tell me where I come from. And it gives me some, some form of hope. And that's obviously comforting. Your, your end would tell me what, that, Hey, you know, the earth is just a cycle, which I, I agree with, it is a cycle. I do believe history does repeat itself, but then that, that we're just in a, a constant loop of just, that's just, you know, a blob of this is just what it is, right? And, and so, uh, you know, psychologically, that's not enough for me, right? And, and for me, you know, that word tells me besides all the mumbo jumbo, of the religious stuff, because I, I, I'm wholeheartedly against that. Uh, and I, I I can go in more depth on that, but um, you know what, what do you what do you think about what I'm saying as far as you know that 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 word also talks about the very same things that we're all talking about or uh, yeah. that 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 is found in astrology. And I I let
1: yes. me let me let me let me speak to that real quick. Uh,
0: I want to hear know, too though, I'm, bro.
1: Yeah, you be talking all the time. Yeah, but they don't know. <laughs> Everybody else don't know what we talked about though.
0: No, I got you. Um, Go ahead.
1: Uh you know how Reese, you said you threw the Bible in the trash? Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, um I never really I never I never physically threw it in the trash. I just stopped messing with it. But the deeper I got into astrology, I began to develop a different appreciation for that knowledge, because uh, once you have the knowledge of the stars, you actually know where them stories came from. And Absolutely.
0: You under-
3: and you understand.
1: Hey, hey the, and and the three why wise I,
0: men that's following, following the star, right? That's why I the went back and men. got
3: a new Bible, King James, that's why I went back. And I said, once I was accomplished astrology, I went back and got all of books the uh, the Quran the the Torah I went back uh, sure. the Hadith um, I went back and got all those things the the uh, the Buddhist scrolls um, why why did you go get them because I realized by throwing them away I had threw away gems now that I was an astrologer I couldn't really understand them I couldn't appreciate what understanding them in the in the the mind the the vibration I was on at the time. You know, but since I was on a higher vibration, I can now pick those books up and, and, and gain from the, the insight and the wisdom that was needed to make me a better person. Hmm. By the way, uh people don't really
1: realize uh one of the reasons why the, the Matrix is one of my favorite movies is because you go through, coming up coming up out of something, you go through phases and I think you kind of, hinted to that with the throwing the book in the Bible the Bible in the trash because mm-hmm. once you start learning some knowledge you kind of get pissed off at the people who
0: taught you some bullshit. Right, right. The <laughs> you people know? right.
1: Yeah
0: and, absolutely and and,
1: and and you and you and you and you equate the whole system and all that stuff with that word and not realize that oh it
3: was teaching the wrong word wrong. The hermetic exaltation of neptune is in leo you have to love the ignorant you have to show them compassion hmm. or you will be caught in a spiral of hatred and it will destroy you hmm. I, you know a- I, I i had to do that myself. When I remember I told a guy on there, I was really enthusiastic about astrology, and I met all the races and all the different astrology groups. Yeah. And by the way, Afro astrology, Society of Indigenous Astrology, the International Society of Black Astrologer, uh Black Astrology, uh, Black Sidereal Astrology, Black Astro Theosophy, these are all black astrological groups. First and foremost, Cosmophysics Group, they were all created because of the racism in the other groups online. So we needed to create a platform for us to feel safe, to learn and to express how we thought race, or how we thought not racism, but astrology was. I came up with a multi called black astrology, which got challenged by other black astrologers. What is black, Astrology? is it like Vedic astrology? Is it a system? You know, is it like is it Chinese <laughs> or, it, no. Black astrology isn't a system, okay? It's an expression of culture. Kind of like that system and it's experience. Of experienced astrology through the Black cultural lens, that's Black astrology. So you may see me post, I am Black astrology. <laughs> you understand? So because we have a lot of Black astrologers that still follow the the traditional and elitist nomenclature, and if you're not following those circles, they kind of you know try to put you in your place to become gatekeepers and try to put you in your place and tell you what's right and wrong. Um, so we had to create those groups so that people could come and feel safe to express themselves through that cultural lens with astrology. OK, and I had to forgive those guys. I had to actually love them for the knowledge that they do have and for the shit that they don't know. I had to Neptune their asses, ignore them. OK, is that called Neptune? Yeah, because you gotta understand something. What undoes aggression, fighting? Fighting is Aries, aggression is Aries, going head to head like a ram. is Aries, right? But what is the undoing, the 12th place of it? Pisces, silence, ignorance. So you ignore them, you delete them, you block them, you ignore them. I see that post all the time. I still see that post and I don't say anything you know, anymore. Where before I would jump on that, you're wrong, too. I will get to the base with them, right? And I can show through my stuff works and your stuff don't. And I just realized, whoo, I realized that's not what i'm here for i'm here to heal not confront okay i'm here to. i'm still learning myself and i'm here to teach not destroy is that has that evolved from the from the writing of this paper to 2020 yes and i learned other things like the cultural significance of ethnicity in astrology, like for instance, you know, I say all people, all uh, black people are cancer, or well, you know, if you follow the Saturn Jupiter conjunction throughout the last full 500 years, that's a significant to the black culture as well. You understand? I start to see that the Moors were very indicative of Sagittarius in Jupiter and their conquest. You know what I'm saying? I started to understand that, that, that the, the rate, the ethnicities Follow the ages. So, in the age of Aries, we had the Aryans, and the Aryans weren't all white; they were black. <laughs> you know what I'm You okay? So, you had the black Aryans. You had the you had the Olmec heads, who were established on the age of Aries. You know, things that so I started seeing things from an age perspective, from a wider perspective, from a sub age, you know, the sub ages, and I started seeing wow, this racial thing is not just limited to. The four archetypes in which I discovered it was—it's all of astrology in different parts and different times. You understand? So that's how I evolved from you know, oh, just white people are fire or oh, they're Aries, and if you follow Leo, Sag, and Aries, you'll be talking about the Caucasians. Well, you know, uh, what 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 we try to pin on Caucasians—that conquering attitude, and their arrogance. If you go and find black people in the age of uh, age of Aries, they were doing the same exact thing. Okay.
1: So it's the a the energy
3: age the age the the age. energy of the age. Yeah. So the energy of the age has just as much to do with the con the uh, conceptual constructs. Okay, has just as much to do with the the universal consciousness of how these things manifest as well. So I advanced from that because I saw that. You know, uh I began to see that in a lot of things. And it began to change my perspective of how to deal with a lot of the racism that was online, which was very hurtful because I love astrology and I wanted to learn and be a part of a a community. I thought I was naive. I thought by joining these astrology communities, I was joining a community of people of higher vibration because astrologers were of high-minded people. And that when I started to experience racism, especially a group called political astrology, that's ran by or uh, this Sambo astrologer by the name of Theo White, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I will name your ass in a heartbeat, right? <laughs> uh, and a lot of the racist astrologers that were in there because a lot of racist astrologers flock to the political astrology groups and the mundane astrology groups they deal a lot with national charts and things of that nature Uh, but you'll find them there you know especially going there i started doing delineating the chart of trump and I was making predictions with Trump coming true. I predicted that his best friend, I predicted that his closest advisors, his lawyers would turn against him. His sons would be indicted. All that kind of stuff. I predicted. And they would call him, "You're you're trash, and you hate America, and you're you know you're you're a porch monkey." Yeah, just like that. And uh, and those things came true from looking at his little, you know, looking at his uh, his, his chart that I, you know, that I looked at his 29, uh, 28, no, 27, 26 degrees, I use 26, degrees. 26 degrees of Leo at the Ascendant. And when he uh, goes to DC, he progresses to Virgo at the Ascendant, you see, and you look at that chart and you progress it to all the times when he made executive orders or came on TV and said some crazy shit. And you're going to see those, that those, those transiting charts and those progress charts match up to exactly what I was talking about. And they eventually put me at that group um because I just couldn't take it anymore you know what I mean I was like okay well fuck this you crackers and I started being just like that you crackers and you rednecks and, and then you sambos and calling people names and I realized they would bring me into their element you dig know what I'm saying and so I had to step back and say you know what that's not what I'm here for I said what I had to say about Donald Trump I made my predictions they came true I proved my astrology I'm done that's it but it still exists so I want the young people to know we do have places for you to come society of indigenous astrologers, Afro astrology, international society, international society of black astrologers, uh, black astrology, uh, bl- uh, a- uh black astro Theosophy, uh, black sidereal astrology. These are places where you can go and be amongst people. And guess what? There are white people there too. But guess what? They love us, they dig, our, they dig our culture and they agree with us or they let us do our thing. Like, like when you're in that group you're letting them do their thing, see? Mm-hmm. So this is a safe place for you to come. And I want your listeners to understand you can come there. And if you are not a black person, if you're not an indigenous, a uh, dark race uh, or whatever the case may be, but you wanna come in and, and, and see that, culture express themselves astrologically and had that experience and you're more than welcome just know this is our safe place and you know we're we're there to express our culture in astrology and that needs to be said black astrologers matter okay
1: i might have to make a shirt like that
2: (laughs) i like that yeah
1: I i don't know you know i i do custom shirts reese that that shirt you. Oh like, yeah, well I
3: need, you, need know, you to make me a couple of them because I want Black Astrology matters. I want I am Black Astrology. Yeah, that's, that, I that, See on my paper. Yeah. I got a Black Power fist with the with with the uh, with the, all the signs going around them and the uh, yeah. exaltations. Look, this is me. <laughs> I made this. Okay.
1: I I, I, I wear my I with my brand everywhere I go. I don't walk out the house without. Yeah, he's a business.
3: <laughs> we got some business there. Yeah. Uh, Claudia, did you want
1: to ask Racy anything before we get out
2: of here? Uh, no, I I'm, I just want to thank you for your time. And I want to say that I've actually learned a lot. I'm going to go Google the, the story of Job. Um, I'm not super well versed <laughs> in the Bible, but that comes with like the culture I grew up in. I mean, you know, I lived in a, in a communist island up until like the age of seven. So uh, religion wasn't allowed. Religion wasn't allowed, which is interesting. My moon and Sag kind of like Repels it but I, i'm very interested in it because you know i when i came to this country it was very much like oh you know you pick a you pick a political party and you pick a religion you know but, <laughs> wow
3: okay
0: i got yeah, it what you want what you want what you want but yeah, it's true okay.
2: it, it's true and so but i never vibed with any of them um she's, she's and astrology in
1: miami by the way
2: yeah i'm in miami florida i'm in the in the melting pot of the entire united states which is very heavy over here right now but um
0: ground zero um,
2: yeah but uh, astrology like did it for me and you everything that you said about how it made you feel I felt the same exact way and and I actually have spoken to I spoke to one astrologer and he actually told me that the astrology community was not very friendly and I didn't believe him you know I didn't believe he was white but I was just kind of like well that's weird you know because I thought the same thing, like astrologers should be high-minded people. I mean, like we do this, like we have, you have to love astrology to do this, like for real, you know?
3: Yeah. Uh, So I, that's why I got into it. And I also start seeing other things. Like when it came to black heroes, there were no black astrologers delineating those charts. The charts of Malcolm X, Martin Luther King. They'll tell you, oh, there are such and such rising. And you are be like, okay. And you just flow with it because these are the elder astrologers who've been in tradition for years. But when I started testing those ascendants, I saw that they were wrong. I, I you know saying my, my my, mentor rectified Malcolm X's chart to Scorpio Ascendant and I went behind him and tested him and what he did versus what they said he was before a Sagittarius or a Taurus rising and or Malcolm's chart, you know, saying uh, uh Martin's chart, you know, saying same thing with Michael Jackson. And they tell you, oh, he's a Leo, he's a Pisces. But let me tell you something. Malcolm Jackson had gone on fire. Okay. And he died because of the medicine that they gave him. Uh, mess with his brain and his, and his blood, right? So I'm just gonna give you a tip it. Aries was in the eighth place of his death, all right? Mm. And, and, and injury. And he burnt half of his face and he always got surgery on his face, right? He did not, did he not do this, okay. And so, and if you looked at his lifestyle, you put Virgo to the and start looking when he did the Pepsi Cola commercial. when thriller came out when he had when he uh built Wonder, uh, was that Wonderland, Wonderland, all that kind of stuff. Virgo matches Vir- Virgo and the progression from Virgo. The secondary progression from virgo and the tertiary progression <laughs> okay uh, and the lunar progression from virgo will show you that he's a virgo at the ascendant not a leo rising not a pisces rising so then i had to test like wendy houston and i'm like okay wendy's not a capricorn rising she's a sad rising and so then i start putting out the rises from my study oh I, oh my goodness like barbara strauss and if was saying she was a, a aries rising i'm like she's a sag and you know, back and forth, back and forth, because they hate. Like, if you go to celebrityastro.com, like, who are this? How come no one ever questions these astrologers? No one ever put their work to the test. And if you do, you'll are you, you get a whole bunch of hate mail, okay? A bunch of haters or death threats. Literally, because you're doing <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, uh, and I think it's sad, because we're all in the same... Uh, If we were all race car drivers, I will tell you, okay, you're a race car driver. I got this new super, super over there. I want you to test it because I want you to I want you to let everybody know this is the fastest thing around. Don't take my word for it. Right. Mm. We are in the same. So it is it, it is normal for contemporaries to test one another in the fields that they operate in. It is not just a—it's not just an ego thing, and so a lot of them take it very personally, and the racism comes out immediately because I'm a black man and I am intelligent and I do know what the fuck I'm talking about with astrology. It's an exception to me, and I test it, and I do a part of astrology a lot of them don't do. I test it. That's the only difference for me and 90% of the astrologers that I meet—they don't test it. They read a book. They equate to their chart and the few charts of people they know, but they never test it. They never test to see when Mercury hits their ascendant and it rules by third house and it hits that first house cusp by transit. Are third house matters coming to the fore? Yeah, true. If Mercury hits the seventh house cusp in the transit or in the progress and it rules by third house, are Third House Matters manifesting in my relationships? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're not doing this at all. Uh, Reese, do you do personal readings? I do. I do personal readings. Uh, you know, I teach. Uh-huh. Uh, I teach a basic course, a basic uh, five-part course. Uh-huh. Um, I uh, have recently started to study and practice financial astrology. Oh, and I'm up sure for that one. I have a student of mine by the name of Mr. Shabazz, he's a um, he's a tra- trader. He trades currency. He's been teaching me how to do it. So we've been trading. I've been teaching him astrology. He's been teaching me to trade currency and also to trade on the uh, stock market. Uh, I've been using uh, I love trading currency the most because I find out the, the planet that rules the second house of the nation. And I used that to guide me when to when to sell up or sell down when they, you know on the currency. So, you know, and, and I had made a major deal when Venezuela had that revolution with the, with the petrol oil, the petrol dollar they had. Uh, I told people, I said, they're not going to get rid of that dictator. And you Trump, like, we're going to get rid of him. He got voted out and America, they didn't get rid of him. And all the people dumped that money. I got it.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> so just like, you know, I've been doing speculation, astrology, I have a I go to Vegas a lot, Atlantic City a lot, and I have a little system that I utilize that allows them to um, win more than lose, not win big, not make a lot of money, win more than lose. And they've been winning more than they've been losing, it. and I've been trying to develop that system. And I'm reading a book now called Sports Astrology, uh, which been help me develop a new technique dealing with you know, uh, betting on sports. I want to kind of migrate out of personal readings and just strictly do readings for business owners, people starting their own business, uh, people who are investors, uh, are trading on the stock market, and people who are gambling and things of that sort. I kinda wanna take my practice that way. Um, and I have been, because I have you know people who are realtors who are, you know, own businesses who are some of my reoccurring customers. They have me on kind of like, you know, on tag. <laughs> um, and I wanna move towards that because the personal readings are taking a toll on my spirit.
2: Yeah, um, you I, I know. Heard
3: that? I kind of heard that. Yeah, they take. They start for me now being this long, it's starting to take a toll on my spirit. I can't read really, it. I don't want to read really another chart where I see someone's been raped, molested, or something's going to happen, and you tell them you know you have to try to prepare them for it. And people don't take bad news the right way. So, you know, I had a young lady. There was an incident. I saw some energy coming forward with with. Uh, Pluto Pluto Mars conjunctions are not a joke guys okay Pluto Mars conjunction squares opposition and quincunx are not a joke all right especially if that Pluto Mars uh conjunction square uh quincunx or opposition is happening in a sign that's ruled by a malefic it's not a joke so I saw tragedy coming I didn't give it to her in the best words. I'll be honest with you. I tried to give it to her the best way I could, I mean, you know, I'm a Libra. So I kind of to relate to her. I should have just give it to her straight up, not shaking or stirred. Um, uh, but I gave her enough information to at least prepare for the weather. You know, you can't make it rain. You can't stop it from raining, but at least you can put on your rain boots and your umbrella, right? And I gave her that and she totally ignored what I said. She got the brunt of this energy, which I knew she would. And it was just sad. Um, She's a believer in astrology now, but you know, <laughs> I, I don't think that those type of events should put people into my belief of astrology, you know? So, and it's just taking this toll, you know, a lot of people, they, they what's going on with them, it kind of drains you, you know? And then you have your own things that are going on. You know, I I look at my own chart, I'm scared to look at my own chart, by the way. <laughs>
1: so, you know what? Do you keep up with your own transits?
3: I do. I don't. I do. I do I do what's called a, uh, a number line. Mm-hmm. Uh, I keep it with it through a number line uh, where I take graph paper like this. Right. I write down zero to twenty nine. I put starting with Virgo the signs. the so my assigning it that way, and then I put in one color my natal my my natal planets, and then I put the sun and the moon and the translating plants in different colors and I track them day by day. And so when the sun is gonna conjunct my native planet here or there, there was square this and that kind of like helps me understand what's going on. Also, I keep what's called a personal solar calendar. So 30 days for my birthdays, my sex holidays, 90 days for my birthday is my square week. 120 days or 240 days for my birthday are my trying weeks. One's my lower trying, my personal trying. Other my upper trying from my public trying. Do that personal calendar to kind of give a forecast of the energy in my life. So I know that around my solar return, that's the spring. 90 days from that is my is is my personal. you know uh summer 90 from that's my per- you know by the way by like the a- way your virgo rising is shown right about now oh yeah, <laughs> yeah so yeah I got, I got lists and charts for days <laughs> for my own stuff um and for my sons for my for my children i keep a journal i, got, I have a book for each of my children of their planetary stuff because i want to know what's going to happen my children before um it happens uh, I told my daughter, I said, "Oh, you about to break up with your boyfriend?" I was so happy about that, and she did. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was so happy she got rid of that jerk. Um, but she was like, "No, Dad, you just you, you just try to try to make me break up with Yeah, I'm like, "Okay, whatever." And she broke up with him, yes, sir. But um, but I keep up with that with my children. I'm teaching astrology to my children to my seven year old right now. You know, he knows each one. Of, he knows a key two keywords for each planet.
1: How do you feel about this statement? I told people. Uh, you should parent to your kids' chart.
3: There are different ways you can do that. Like for, for parent, if you want to know the best way to parent your children, take your fourth place cusp and put it to the after you were born. Or take the fourth place ruler and put it to descended the, the first, or oh, and put it at the time that it comes to descended the, the first time after you were ruled. And that builds you a blueprint of how you should parent it gives you the pros and the cons of your parenting style okay or you can take the rule of your places and do a technique called chain of despotatory and build a tree from that to show you how to parent a good way you can do that with anything parenting finances you want to do your finance chart there's the best way for your finances to flow you can do it with that way or anything, you know, partnership, the type of partners you should be dealing with, put your seventh place ruler to the Ascendant, or put seventh place, it's called a Cosmopop. You heard that song, the Cosmopop. That's what the Cosmopop is. The Cosmo the cosmo point of view is putting the planet of the subject matter to the Ascendant and reading that chart to give you insights into how to manifest those things positive and how to, uh, and how to prepare for them negatively. Um, so, you know, I have several techniques. I have a law of attraction, lot that I created. Uh, I have a law. Of, I have, oh, my favorite one is the law of attraction on blog. Um, because law, Jupiter, uh, attraction, Venus, right? So I said law of attraction. So the midpoint between your Jupiter and Venus degree is your law of attraction degree. All right. Whenever that degree goes across one of the, uh, One of the uh, the angles. It's a time for you to plan. So you know, if you know, uh, if you're going to go to the casino, if you get married, if you're going to go to a job interview, you're trying to see what time of day that it will go across. Cus that can correspond to something that you really want to do and manifest. And you should be manifesting just like the law of attraction. And I did that because I was disappointed. You know, just thinking it will come. You know, it was never happening, right? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see how the law of attraction and astrology would uh, mix. And I started are, you know, memorizing the Hermetic principles and applying uh, uh, astrological energy to it, and I came up with the Law of Attraction degree. And you know, I came up with also a lot of Law of Attraction when you, you know you add sun, you, know, you, you add your sun degree, your moon degree, plus your ascendant, plus the midpoint of your Jupiter Venus, or you can add Jupiter Venus, and you come up with your Law of Law of Attraction a lot as well. So check out that blog. Uh, All right. the, uh, the LOA degree and practice it use it for those who like to use the law of attraction and you see how that's another uh, technique that I actually converted and started to use people who were going out gambling yeah. <laughs> and it kind of works yeah. you know as well so I'm going to have to check that out because I actually subscribe to the law of attraction Oh, you'll like you'll love that blog. Then um, that's actually a blog I wanted to do at a, a, a lecture. I got invited to it for the UAC, it never came to fruition. But they wanted to, uh, I got an opportunity through Sam Reynolds to do an hour, a night hour lecture, forty five minutes, and I think it was Seattle at the time. Um, but it didn't work out, um, and it gave me three topics to choose from. That was one of the topics I, I wanted to do, but they wanted to, they were, they kind of wanted me to do Star Wars and astrology, and I felt I felt like well, one that was demeaning to me. Uh, I'm not going to come to Seattle to do Star Wars and astrology. uh When Star I know, Wars the movie, yeah, it's mm. the astrology of Star Wars. Mm. Going to the film. Uh, and I was like, oh. But the law of attraction that could help people. We could actually test this. We could actually, you know, have fun with this. And it didn't come to fruition, so it doesn't matter. But that's a, a blog a really. Proud of I actually did a video tool on YouTube about it. Um, if you go to Ever on YouTube, you'll see it. All right. Uh, um,
1: so is there tell the people how they can contact you, get in contact
3: with you. Uh mostly I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, that's uh, my platform of choice. Uh so it's Everese E-V-E-R-R-E-E-S-E. E-V-E-R, You're friend me there, or you can find me at Ever-Reese Twitter, Instagram everywhere <laughs> all right. same name for all the different platforms uh, um, yeah. if you want to email me you can email me at Mari Reese at gmail.com a-m-a-u-r-i-r-e-e-s-e at gmail.com i do do personal readings um i charge 120 dollars for my personal readings i give you a i rectify your chart or verify so if your time birth time is right which is verified but if it's not i'm gonna rectify mm-hmm. now i'm gonna rectify verify your chart I'm gonna give you an entire face reading and then I'm gonna give you a two week forecast and we're gonna keep in contact for the two week forecast. And then once that's done, um, you can take that time of birth, if it's rectified and go to any astrologer should be able to predict with it. Um, but that's what I do as far as that. I also build uh, blueprints, house blueprints. Uh, I do horary astrology do, so I do ask questions too. Um, I also teach and I charge, um, Actually, if you join my groups, any groups that I'm a moderator at or administrator, uh, I charge simply $120 for the lesson versus uh, $200 for the lesson, which is a great deal. Um, and a lot of people are, why do you charge the same for reading it for your lesson? Because I prefer that you learn astrology for yourself. Uh, teach man. So I charge the very same price so you can get a reading from here for 120 bucks or you can learn how to do it yourself for 120 bucks am are trying to give teach them to the fish I say you're trying to teach people that's, to fish mm-hmm, absolutely and you know that's my give back you know I'm not going to charge you three four hundred dollars for all this craziness you know that's my give back and, you know, I love astrology, but that's not how I would prefer to make my money. I prefer to make my money the way I do, you know, writing comic books. You know, I prefer to make my money in the IT field, which I do, or the truck driving field, which I'm in as well. And and astrology is my love, it's my lifestyle, you know what I mean? So, you know, but I want people to learn it and I, I teach uh, very basic uh, uh, lessons. And I guarantee you every lesson you learn from me you can utilize it the moment i teach it to you so you don't have to wait a year you don't have to wait six months or two weeks you don't have to do a whole you still have to practice it but you but you'll be able to utilize it the day we get off the phone before we get off the phone you'll be reading right in there all right
1: uh well thank you brother for uh coming on the show
3: and sharing your knowledge with us Oh, oh, just one little thing, we forgot. Like, oh, so I'm a comic book writer, right? My new comic book, Starfall is my precious. It's called Starfall, The Undoing. Okay, look me up, get the book. But here's why you want it as an astrologer. I, the moment I thought of Starfall, I went to the chart, I pulled the transit chart, looked at it and I wrote Starfall astrologically. So the sun in Aquarius was a group. So it was an ensemble piece with different heroes, right? So even the cover with the, you'll see Empress Tyre shooting the bow, right? And you'll see the one guy, the alien on it. Well, that's the Sagittarius rising, okay? So, the, so every page you turn is gonna be like that chart, the actual chart of it. And I created the heroes with birth times and charts and stuff like that too. So it's an astrological, it's, it's an astrological piece of work artwork okay and I love it and I create all of my stories that way now I use astrology and all of them I don't blatantly use astrology but I use a time of birth for them at the moment I think of them and I write and construct the stories based upon it and I also market them based upon that chart. so Mm
1: -hmm.
3: starfall the undoing
1: Uh, and I I am I am locking you in for another show (laughs) yes all right uh, Claudia, you got anything to say before we get out of here?
2: Oh, I'm very, I'm very grateful to have met you, Reese. I
0: thank am too. Thank, thank you so much. How about you, Marcus? Yeah, this is very interesting. I, I still have, I, I got a thousand questions still. Marcus, I, uh, get those books it? first. Read those books first, and come back to me with those sure, questions. Sure, I got you. All right. All right. I want to thank everybody
1: for joining me for episode 17, Race and Astrology. Uh, I want to thank Reese for uh, joining me. Reese's group is Cosmophysics,
3: right? Yes, that's the School of Astrology that come out of Cosmophysics. The group that I manage is called SIA, Society of Indigenous Astrologers.
1: All right. It's on Facebook. And I want to get a shout out to your mentor, Ra-A-Kul. kul Akul. right. The uh, Grand Cosmocrat. Yeah, I just found out we live in the same city. He's about to yeah. do a lecture
0: down there. Yeah. I think uh, called like
1: Return of the Guards or something, right? Yeah. Um also uh it, anybody living in the Atlanta area, don't forget my uh boy Dave with Road Ready Mobile uh All Change. And uh I wanna thank everybody for joining me. Marcus, Reese, Claudia, and everybody know how I end this. Know thyself and balance your energy.
0: Now I know what it feels like to be a nigga. Got the hoes east after me. I'm still quick. I got one mission in life. The clock riches want the a they that be down for me. Pop bitches. Now I live for the day I see the Lord, but it won't be going premature. Stay poised. Now I got a family. What next? The government hate man. No checks. more than source of income. slank drugs. Hang around real niggas. I love thugs. Break a nigga off something.
3: Like quick, see a nigga done fucked up in deep shit. But play haters like hoes. They suck dick. How the fuck can I feel for you? Get rich, but don't try to take mine. Wanna die? Buzz a verse quick, make a motherfucker so fly. Living in the black sea. No
2: matter where you go, as far as you can see, still kinda scared like me.